Hi, I'm Lila Fitzgerald, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome. You have stumbled upon episode 625 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Lila Fitzgerald is going to be joining us. Now she is part of the show, Lucky Hank. It's just started on AMC, and it is, of course, a Bob Odenkirk show. And with Bob Odenkirk in it, it's going to be good. So uh, Lila is part of that show. She has a new movie coming out. Uh, She was in Monster High. She's going to be in Monster High 2. And she has a new book coming out. And that's going to be coming your way on April 4th. And it's uh, called Stars and Swashbucklers. So uh, she's got a lot on her plate. We're going to find out all about it coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So stick around for that. We have a full slate here of things to let you know about. So, you know, why don't we get right into it? And it's time now for Remake Madness, along with sequels and prequels, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, it looks like a remake of Agatha Christie's Halloween Party novel arrives in theaters on September 15th. And it's a film that's going to be called A Haunting in Venice. And the cast includes Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Dornan and Tina Fey. And let's see, we've told you about this one coming up, but we have dates now. Wonka, uh, it's another retelling of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know, that that movie and book and everything else. That's going to be arriving on December 15th. And the musical version of The Color Purple will be hitting the big screen on December 30th. And it looks like Dune Part 2 arrives on November 3rd. And The Hunger Games, The Ballads of the Songbirds and Snakes hits theaters on November 17th. Now, that's a prequel. And a sequel to Good Burger has been given the go-ahead. And it's going to star Kenan Thompson and Cal Mitchell. That's it for remake, sequels, and prequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond... What's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies. Well, it looks like Anne Hathaway will star in Mother Mary. They're calling it an epic pop melodrama. I don't know what that means, but that's what they're calling it. And it's about a fictional musician and her relationship with an iconic fashion designer. And on June 30th, you can look for the animated film Ruby Gilman teenage kraken to include the voices of jane fonda tony collette and annie murphy and kiki palmer well she's working on a new romantic comedy called the backup with kevin hart they both will star and produce it that's it for upcoming new movies next on on screen and beyond what's coming your way as far as movies on dvd and streaming Hey, this is Mark Cuban, and if you love television like I love television, you have to listen to On Screen and Beyond. 
Movies on DVD, TV, streaming, the whole works. We're bundling them all up together now on May 2nd. And we're going to be getting uh, 80 for Brady with Jane Fonda and more. And that runs on to Blu-ray and DVD. Also on May 2nd, Morgan Freeman and Cole Hauser star in The Ritual Killer on Blu-ray and DVD. Knock at the Cabin comes knocking on May 9th. It's going to be on 4K, Blu-ray and DVD. In Yellowstone, Season 5, Part 1, blast on to Blu-ray and DVD. Also on May 23rd, uh, you can look for Seal Team Season 6 as it lands on DVD. And that's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. And coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, well, Tyra Banks is going to be heading out the door on Dancing with the Stars as the host. Is, and it looks like that they're having major changes and they're going to be doing all sorts of new things on the show. So uh, Tyra Banks, out the door. And Terry Crews will star in a pilot for CBS called Jumpstart, based on the comic strip. And Bel Air has been renewed for a third season over at Peacock. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be sitting down with Lila Fitzgerald. Now, she is part, like I said, of the new show on AMC called Lucky Hank, which is with Bob Odenkirk, of course, Better Call Saul guy. And uh, let's see, she's also got a movie coming out called Monster High 2, and she has written a book called Stars and Swashbucklers. So we're going to get into all those things Lila Fitzgerald is coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actress who we have seen in My New Best Friend, Hellcats. Date My Dad, Seventh Son, Everything Will Be Fine, and Honey Girls. She played the role of Gulia in Monster High, the movie, and the upcoming sequel, Monster High 2. She also is part of Lucky Hank, the new Bob Odenkirk show on AMC, and she has written a novel called Stars and Swashbucklers. It's Lila Fitzgerald. Lila, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, Lila... You know, I, I interview a lot of different people. They've been in the business for years and years and years, and they're busy, but they don't even sound close to what you've got going here. You, <laughs> you got a book, you got a show, you got, you've been in movies, you got a new movie coming out. You've got it. How do you have time for all this? I don't sleep very much. I'm going to be very honest. <laughs> Most of my writing gets done between the hours of 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. Wow. Um, it's working so far. Yeah. Hey, as long as you can do it, <laughs> you're young. You got you got all the time in the world right now to to do those things, and you know you can sleep later. What a you know you don't exactly. <laughs> so, but that is that's really exciting. I mean, you got a lot of things going on, and that's that's great for you. Yeah, it's I'm very very lucky. A lot of this industry is built on luck, and the rest of it is just hard work. So I am very lucky that my hard work has paid off. Now, I want to talk about all the different things that you've got going on, but let's start out. What was the key that's made you want to become an actress? Well, the 
tangible key was watching the kids' TV show High Five and thinking, wow, I'm going to be the blonde girl on that one day. But more than that, I was always performing and telling stories as a kid. From the second I could walk, I was dancing. From the second I could speak, I was singing. And I was, in my mind, I would call the movies in my eyes. I was, you know, watching movies and stories of my own creation before I even realized that it was real people on TV. And as soon as I found out that was a possible career path, I was four years old, I was telling my mom, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. That's what I want to do. Hmm. Wow. That's <laughs> that's making your I mean, you know, I was I'm old and, and I, I was real old when I decided what I really wanted to do. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting question to get because I honestly don't have a very specific inspiration moment. It's just that I've always known I wanted to tell stories. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Were there any influences that, uh, you know, people that you saw on the screen that uh, you said you mentioned the girl that uh, the blonde and uh, you wanted to be that, but were any other actors, actresses, whatever that you saw that uh, excited you about being an actress? Definitely Audrey Hepburn. She's, you know, I think many, many people's inspiration, but also for me, her class and grace, both on screen and off is something that I really admire and she's an amazing actor and someone I really aspire to be like someday. Was Hellcats the very first show or movie or anything else, commercials or anything that you did? Or was that the first thing just, you know, you you hit that one right off? The first thing I did was the Magic Beyond Words, J.K. Rowling life story. Um, Okay. So that was the first one, and I had to speak in a British accent for that. But Hellcats was the first TV show I did. Um, And working with Debbie Allen on that was an absolute dream. Wow. Um, She's the first person, actually, she told my mom and me, she was like, you get her and dance right now. Um, And she was right. (laughs) Dance is amazing. So how old were you when you did that? I think I was seven years old when I did that one. So at seven years old, you could do a British accent or know how to do a British accent? I learned. I took some dialogue coaching. Watched a lot of videos of British people talking. Um, and then I got to say, haven't you ever done fractions in a British accent? <laughs> that's great. That That's really something. To, I mean, at that age, to be able to do that. You know, it's. I feel like acting is almost easier for little kids because you're just playing pretend. And you can let the entire world fall away if you have a huge imagination. And that's the job for adult actors um, is to not let your imagination die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now you've been in some other shows that were, you know, pretty big shows, and and starting out young, that's that, that was pretty good. You were uh, on Supernatural. Yes, that right. was one of those shows where I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until I got older and was like, wait, I was on one of my favorite shows. And and uh, when calls the heart, uh, I've had some actors from that on on my show here. And the one hundred, I mean, you've just you know, it just seems to you keep rolling, getting these guest starring roles on these films, on these movies and TV shows and things. I mean, I'm like I said earlier, incredibly lucky to you know not only have you know a family that supports me doing this, but to have gotten the opportunities I have in the industry. Now, with all the people you've worked with, I mean, I mean, I, I've seen pictures on the internet. You know, you with Raquel Welch, uh, that was one of the people. The, of course, she passed away just recently, but uh, you, I saw a picture yeah. of you with her. 
Um, and uh, what was it? Was, is Jeff Bridges one of the ones you've, you've acted with? And Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I'm looking through the list and it's like, wow, <laughs> you, you've really you know, worked with some amazing people. Was there any of them that you, you worked with that just, you know, because you were young, so you don't know some of these actors, how big they are. But did you did you realize that some of them were, you know, really big? I mean, yes and no, because I, you know, my mom, of course, told me, like, hey, that's a big deal. Uh, but there were a lot of people that I had enough understanding to know, you know, you walk on a set with respect for everyone. But I didn't always recognize everyone. And the biggest thing in my career that I kick myself for is when I was working on Seventh Son, I got to meet Julianne Moore. And at that time, I had never seen Julianne Moore in a movie because I was so young. And I didn't really know who she was. I didn't recognize her face. And so I was introduced to her and I was like, oh, hi, who are you? And that's the biggest thing I kick myself for because now I'm like, oh, my God, I met Julianne Moore. Um and at the time, I was a little kid who was like, I get to dress up in medieval costumes. This is so fun. I didn't realize I was at that level working with Jeff Bridges, Julianne Moore, Ben Barnes, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's uh, pretty big to work with those people. And, and, and now at that age, did you actually concentrate on what they were doing so you could absorb their acting ability? Or at, at that age, were you just, okay, I'm going to play my part and, you know, I'll have fun and then I'll go on to the next thing? I think even at that age, I was really doing everything I could to learn and get better. I knew that I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. And so, when I was on a set, I was watching every single person around me to learn what I could from them because especially I was so new at that point. Um, I personally believe, and I still believe to this day, that the best way to learn how to act is to be on set, which is hard because you have to book a role before you get on set. But that's where you're going to make the most leaps in your acting ability. And every time I come off a set with um, – working with new people, really established people, I'm 10 times better as an actor each time. And so getting the opportunity to do that as a kid um, really, really developed me at a young age to be able to watch all of those incredible players do their work. Right, I can imagine, yeah. Now, Monster High, the movie, the first one, how did you get that part? That part, I booked it because of my laugh. I heard this directly from Todd Holland, our director. He said, um, I booked it straight from tape, and he said I was the only person who went full out for the Gulia lap, who actually committed to it. Um, and so, you know, obviously there's lots of times when I'm doing an audition, I'm like, wow, I really hope I don't look stupid doing this, but I like to just fully commit. Um, and luckily that panned out for me with Monster High because the lap booked it for me. Wow. That's that's great. And, and now, over the years, have there been any comical or uh, interesting things that have happened during, uh, you know, auditions and things like that? You know, I've, I've heard so many different stories from different actors that, uh, you know, I don't know, something happened to them or they, they, they did this or like you say, your laugh, you know, but were any of the other ones that you've done have, have any comical things that happened or anything? I mean, like I said, I tend to commit to things, which means I 
you know, if I'm running in for the beginning of the scene, sometimes I end up tripping and falling um, and my shoes slip and I go straight to the ground. I also like to sit in the chair backwards and sometimes I'll put my, put my feet up on the edge and lean back against the wall. And no matter how many times I do this, I keep forgetting to make sure the chair won't slide forward and is far back enough against the wall. And without fail, every time I do that in an audition, there is a take of me absolutely just falling out of that chair because oh. it scoots forward and I just end up on the ground. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, the the thing is with that, uh, you know, like you said, you were worried that you'd look foolish or something like that, but you're going to be memorable. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to say, it's, yeah, remember that one that fell over there? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're, they're going to remember me at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you made Monster High the movie, did you know they were going to be making Monster High the sequel, number two? Well, you know, it's in my contract, but, you know, it was all based on whether or not the first one did well. Mm -hmm. So although, you know, there was this lingering hope out there that we want to do a movie too, there was no concrete, yeah, we're for sure doing this. And don't worry when you're saying goodbye to everyone because you know you'll be seeing them again super soon because we didn't. If if everyone had hated the movie, we wouldn't have gotten the second one. So luckily it did really well and we got to come back and do it again. Yeah. Now, uh, is it a lot different working with a cast of people your age as opposed to working with people who are, you know, all different ages? Some are, you know, in their 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. (laughs) Absolutely. I think, um, you know, everyone on Monster High is very professional, but it does definitely, you can tell it's a cast of mainly youth. The green rooms are like, it's a gets a bit crazier in there than I've had on other sets solely because it's all you know, young right. people cram the room together after 18 hour days. Mm-hmm. Pranksters on the set on, on Monster High? You know, luckily not really. Every so often, Case will pull a little prank, but <laughs> we haven't had anything too catastrophic go down. Well, that's good. <laughs> now, the sequel is finished, right? They've, they've or in, I should say, in, is it in post production now? Yes, we wrapped up filming end of February. Mm hmm. So when is that one due to hit? Do you know? So it's coming out this year, and I can't say any more than that because I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, no problem. But it is planned to come out in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that, that'll that be exciting to see coming our way. I can't wait for everyone to get to go back into the world of Monster High. Yeah. Hi, this is Dr. Demento, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. And now we got to talk about Lucky Hank. Now, Bob Odenkirk, I mean, you know, Better Call Saul. Uh, Did did you ever watch Better Call Saul? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he's, Bob Odenkirk is one of the best actors, in my opinion, at looking completely natural on screen. Yeah, he, he's just such a, a great actor. Can you give us an idea, for those people who out there have not seen the first episode, give us an idea what Lucky Hank is about. So it follows Hank, who is a professor at this underfunded university, as he kind of goes through a bit of a midlife crisis. And he's kind of gotten away with a lot in life, but his life is still not really what he wants it to be or imagined it to be. 
And so we're kind of seeing the shenanigans of, you know, the professors at the college who are at each other's necks and his family life and, you know, the students at the school going a bit crazy. And we get to watch all that hilarity ensue in a very dry comedy that is also very, very important on speaking on, you know, human life. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you, and, and I'm sure you can't tell us everything, obviously, you don't want to make any spoilers here or anything, but as far as your role, what is your role in the show? So I play Ava. I'm a student at the college, and I help form a committee to avert mediocrity, but I have ulterior motives that I find hilarious. I hope audiences find hilarious, and I just can't wait for everyone to meet Ava. Mm-hmm. Now. In the different roles you've had over time here, uh, you know, of course, Monster High, you, you know, if somebody saw you on the street, they're not going to know you because, you know, I don't think you walk around with, with all that makeup on. But. Unfortunately, I'm not usually green. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, with Lucky Hank, uh, you, you seem to change all the time. Every time I see you in something, uh, it, it, it's... How does how does that come about? Do, the, uh, do you go through a lot of makeup and everything? I mean, I think, you know, each, obviously the biggest thing with getting to be an actor is that you have a whole team of people with every role you have turning you into a completely different person. So even just, you know, Monster High to Lucky Hank is obviously very different, but Honey Girls to Lucky Hank, you know, I had face buns and a tracksuit on the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Lucky Hank, you finally get to see my naturally curly hair, which no movies really ever allow me to use because that's so hard to manage. But I walked into Lucky Hank and they were like, oh, let's go with this. That's interesting. So I got to use my like natural curls and wear clothes that actual teenagers wear. Mm. Um, and, you know, every single set is going to style differently. And the other thing with growing up in the industry is that, you know, there's that slow progression of, oh, we're just going to put a little bit of, like, tiny bit of foundation on you so that you look good under the lights, to, okay, we can throw some mascara on you now, to, oh, let's put a little bit of blush and lip gloss, to now, like, okay, we're doing a full face of makeup for you because you're an adult. (laughs) So you're telling me that from Lucky Hank to Monster High, you did not spend as much time in the chair getting your makeup done in Lucky Hank as you did in Monster High. Luckily, I did not have three hours in the chair for Lucky Hank. Three hours? It's about three hours, depending on the day. Um, wow. You know, I had a 2 a.m. pickup for Monster High. It's it's a beast of a show, but it's worth it. Yeah. Wow. Three hours. Well, even two hours would be. <laughs> I mean, just for to get ready, and you're not even starting at that point. You're just getting the makeup on. Jeez. Exactly. Nice little bit of airbrushing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Get all the fumes going on in the makeup trailer. Yeah. So while you're, I mean, while you're sitting there for for two three hours getting made up for Monster High, or uh, and even in short time for Lucky Hank, is your mind going around and uh, coming up with ideas for like we say your novel, Stars and Swashbucklers? Absolutely. Honestly, I feel like there's always at least one small portion of my brain that's constantly working on writing and coming up with new ideas for it. Um, Sometimes I wish I could shut that part off because it gets a little exhausting, especially when I'm trying to go to bed. 
but I'm I'm lucky that it always supplies me with good ideas. Hmm. Now, uh, Stars and Swashbucklers, uh, that comes out on April 4th, am I correct? Yes. So it's releasing April 4th everywhere you buy books. You can pre-order it now everywhere you buy books. Um, and I'm doing a live launch at Chevalier's Books in Los Angeles for anyone who's in town. Um, that'll be on April 4th. You can get your tickets through Eventbrite, and it'll be a really fun night. Wow. Now, people always ask me to ask this question when there's a book involved. Uh, is there any way that if they can't be at those events that they can get an autographed copy? Is, is that something that's possible? Do you have a, like a website or, or something like that? I'm looking into a way to make that possible. I'm definitely hoping um, I'll be able to have a specific link on my website probably for autographed copies. Also, I'm going to do the fun author thing where when I walk into a bookstore that has my book in there, I'm going to autograph all of them. Um, mm-hmm. But that will, of course, be, you know, only locations that I've been to. Right, because, I mean, you've got fans all over the country, well, not just the country, all over the world who, you know, are, are crazy about, uh, you know, you in Monster High and now in Lucky Hank and everything, and uh, they're going to want that. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they'll be happy if you can come up with some way that they can do that, get an autographed copy. So, Exactly. Plus, that's more fun for me, makes it feel more real. Yeah, yeah. Now, give us an idea of what Stars and Swashbucklers is about. So, Stars and Swashbucklers is based on a very, very cool dream I had. And it takes place in a futuristic fantasy world where Earth has shattered into islands floating between the stars. And ships sail through the sky like ships nowadays sail the oceans. And our story specifically follows Anya Markox, who is an average girl who would do anything to not be average. And she is traveling in steerage aboard a luxury cruise ship when she ends up pulled into the middle of a search for a relic that could change the fate of the islands. And she ends up having to prove that she has what it takes to be a privateer. And there's magic, there's mystery, there's love, there's betrayal, there's all the things we love in YA fantasy. And there's also mental health, because without me even realizing, my own OCD worked its way into the magic of my book um, in, you know, checking and, you know, never feeling like you're enough and perfectionism and all the ways that OCD you know, can manifest and become like a true monster mm-hmm. in your mind, it has turned into that for Anya. And so writing it was a way for me to make my dragons I need to play tangible. And hopefully it can also do that for other teen girls who are struggling with mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's very important that it's uh, something that people have to start realizing, not just young people, but everybody that be yourself. If people don't like it, too bad, <laughs> you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And mental health is something that, you know, isn't talked about enough. And when it is talked about, it's often not seen through a fantasy lens, but that fantasy is a great way to use escapism to also work through real issues. So mm-hmm. hopefully I can help with that. Well, that's great, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, what would the world be if everybody was, you know, exactly the same and nobody was different, you know, did did it? things different when everybody was like what the Borgs there on Star Trek, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. It's like, it'd be boring. So people have to realize that, you know, you are special. Everybody's special. Exactly. No matter how much society or the world 
tries to, you know, make us all the same and make us feel like we aren't worth anything or we aren't special, there is innate magic in every single person and it's different for every single person. And that's what makes it magical. Mm-hmm. Lila, I salute you on that. So. <laughs> Thank you. Now, uh, like you said, the book is coming out on April 4th, and they can pre-order it, like you said. And uh, it's just uh, just be sure to catch that. And uh, I want to remind people that you are also on Lucky Hank, and you have Monster High 2 coming out, or the sequel, however. is it called? What, what are they calling it? Monster High, the movie sequel, or Monster High 2? What's the official name of it? I'm 99% sure it's Monster High 2. Okay. All right. So people sure. should be looking out for that. And Lila, I have... One more final question to uh, ask you. People tell me it's the hardest one that I give. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) But when you sit back and relax, and I can tell you do not, that's (laughs) that's one thing. (laughs) But when you do get a chance, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? My favorite TV shows now and of the past. Okay, favorite TV shows. I'm really loving Shrinking right now. Apple TV. I'm obsessed with that show so far. And Gilmore Girls. I watched that with my mom. I think we've watched it probably four times right now. It's our mother-daughter show. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love it. Movies. I always struggle with movies. I love The Sound of Music so much. I think it's a beautiful musical. Um, And for a now movie, I'm thinking and I'm going to go with can I choose Monster High because I grew up watching it sure. and love musicals? Anything I'm going to go with Monster High. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is you, not me. <laughs> you can pick exactly. anything you want. <laughs> I'm going to choose that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you mentioned uh, the uh, Sound of Music. I've actually had, uh, I don't know, three, four, or five of the uh, the the kids who are no longer kids on the show here. So, uh, you know, if anybody wants to ever hear those people talk about the, the film, they can just go back in our archives, our rerun section, and uh, they can listen to those people. So, Wow, I'm going to do that. <laughs> well, Lila, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to share with us. And uh, I, I, you know, really salute you for all that you're doing. And uh, you're so busy and it's so nice to hear uh, that you're doing the book and everything else, and people should look out for that. Catch you on Lucky Hank, and get ready for Monster High 2. Thank you so much for having me on today. I had so much fun. And a big thank you going out to Lila Fitzgerald for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Love hearing about uh, all the things she has going on, and uh, it, you know, it's, so she's doing a lot of good. So uh, you know, as far as uh, what she's doing in her books and writing and helping people out and things like that, it's really great to see that. And also, she like I said, she's got so many projects going on as far as Lucky Hank and uh, the Monster High Two and everything else. So uh, we'll keep an eye out for her. And uh, we want to remind you that if you have a suggestion for a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, you can send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And if you just want to chat, you can do that too. And if you are on any of the providers getting your podcast, help us out. Go ahead and leave a five-star review if you can or whatever. And we appreciate that. If you do, you know, it'll help us out. Get more people to know about on screen and beyond and uh, we just want to to get uh, the word out and i think a lot of people will enjoy hearing some of these people that we have on here you know it's it's 
different age groups that we have, different eras, uh, the Oscar winners and the Grammy winners and everything. So just go ahead and listen to uh, all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond if you can. If not, just download as many as you want and uh, enjoy them. And we can uh, keep going and going and getting you more people on On Screen and Beyond. So we appreciate that. Uh, If you want to send me a voice message now on the, uh, if you go to Spotify, there's a button that you can push and you can send me a message. So you can do that if, uh, you know, so there's all kinds of ways you can get in touch with me. And uh, if you want, if you want to ask a question or anything like that, you can turn around and uh, use that. And if, uh, if you want, you know, if, if you don't want us to use it on the air, don't <laughs> just tell me I won't use it. But uh, if you want to, uh, you know, don't mind if I put it on the air, uh, you know, you can just tell me on, on the message and we'll edit it out so he doesn't hear you saying, oh, go ahead and use this. So uh, anyways, but uh, like I say, there's a lot of ways to get in touch with me. Feedback at On Screen or Beyond is probably one of the better ways. If you are on any of the, the socials where we are, we appreciate it. Hope you like and share everything that we put up, and that'll help get more people to know about On Screen or Beyond, too, because there's a lot of people out there that don't know about On Screen or Beyond. I mean, you know, we get thousands and thousands of uh, downloads, but, uh, you know, pfft. It's, uh, it's, there's still millions out there. So the more we get, the better it is. So that's it. That is a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Mm-hmm.